You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five star review in a rare occurrence. I know. Craig is not only joining us from the start, but PD and I are here braving the cold of Studio B and Craig is in the comfort of his own home. A little under the weather, um, but Craig, you chose a fantastic game to not be in the building for. <laughs> Holy shit! Amen to that. Wow, this one was over in the first couple minutes tonight. Yeah, Kareva Melka not sharp at all, and Petey has some insight on that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. let's get right into that. Honestly, let's go. I well, like those numbers. We've talked about it, and first of all, let's preface this with not a completely fair assessment of Kareva Melka's performance you know, performance based on the roster that the Arizona Coyotes put on the ice tonight. So that's part of it. But we talked about a few shows ago, Craig and I were talking about how much work Corral Vamelka was getting and how many starts these two, three, four, five, six in a row and what that's doing to him. And and so we put some numbers together. He's had three times he's played back-to-backs, three. The second game of those back-to-backs, he's been pulled twice. His goals against average is 5.35 with a record of 1-2 and and a save percentage around 87. Those are not good numbers on a second of a back-to-back. We went further. So we went the two games after the back-to-back. He's done back-to-back three times, so there's six starts. The two games after, so games three and games four. In those six games, he's 1-5, a goals against average of 4.8, save percentage of 86.2. Those numbers are bad. So we'll say the roster will take into account some of that. Has to. It's They're not a really good hockey team. But you look at those numbers, and those are not good numbers. So maybe you go, gosh, maybe he needs to give them a little rest between some of these games, and you need to learn. I know they're trying to find out what they have, Craig. I know they are. They just paid them for three years. we got to see what we got. How much more do you need to see? Uh, a couple points. First, uh, you're, you're being kind to Vemelka, I think, tonight when you say, well, you know, he's not he doesn't have the roster in front of him. Look at those first couple goals. Yeah, Petey. the first I two mean, goals were bad. I think he set the tone for the team tonight. I think they got bad goaltending early on and they were out of the game. And that was that. I don't know how that you know, look. This this roster is clearly challenged. There are there are 10 guys out of the lineup right now, but. 
they were out of this game in an instant. Wow, and I don't like that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me small, Sean. Keep me small. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And, and 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 that that second goal, that wrist shot from outside the dots, if you're grading scoring chances, isn't a scoring chance. It is, and it hits him in the glove and goes in. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of goal that you used to see in the 80s where a guy would come down the wall and score for the wall when the you know the goalie would kick out his pad and miss it. That was a bad, bad goal. And again, that sets the tone. Um, and the other thing, you know, you you, you talk they've said they want to see what they've gotten him. Do you really need to see whether your goaltender can play back-to-backs? Nobody does it in the NHL, PD. You don't yeah. do that to a goaltender with uh, what I, we I, know I, about load management, all this stuff. What are you doing here? I I, I don't think he was good tonight. I think he cost them, but I think it was – I'm just going to say it. I think it was a bad decision to play him as much as they've played him. I don't think it's fair to the player what they're doing to him right now. Well, and Craig, you had tweeted this earlier that it was his seventh straight start – and you had said in his past six starts, he's played in five cities, three time zones, and faced 216, which if you add tonight, it's 225 shots, um, an average of 36 shots a night, which is a high shot rate for a goalie to face seven straight starts in a row. Yeah, that's insane. And yeah, and he didn't even finish one of those games, so it would have been slightly higher than that and obviously pulled tonight. I just, maybe they don't have faith in, in Kojinash, but... I think you said this the other night, Petey. If this were a playoff race, okay, but you're in last place in the NHL or tied for last place in the NHL. What does it matter? What are you doing to your goaltender? What are you doing to help his confidence and his development right now? Yeah, so now you're talking about he's pulled in two of the last three and he's got to sit on the bench and watch the rest of that game, two of the last three games. Yeah. Again, he's 25. He's still young. It's his first year in North America. I just don't understand. And it, and if you don't have faith in Kojanash, then don't have him here. Have Prozvatov here then. And, and I, or do something else. Or, and I didn't, like, Kojanash seemed okay. Like, he he only let in two goals. Do you know times in you watch around the league, there are backup goaltenders in this league that are hung out to dry on back-to-back nights when their starters need a rest that sit in there for eight, nine, ten goals, and they don't pull them. You know why? Because they're resting their starting goalie. I, I it, Co- it happens often. Kojanash stopped 26 of 28 and had a .929 save percentage. Like, well, and I don't want to get this whole game about Vamilka. I don't. It's not, but Here's what I'm saying. This is, this is sure. the first game AK. This is the first game after Keller. And this this team without Keller in their lineup is a completely different hockey team. There is no offensive spark. There's nobody that's going to help drive Schmaltz because I thought Schmaltz didn't show up tonight like we've seen him over the last few games um, when Keller is there. I think he needs Keller. I don't yeah. know. This is just there is not a feel that anything good is going to happen right now. They relied so much on their offensive side of the puck with Clayton Keller with him not being there. It, it's it's got a bad feeling, and I'm really concerned about these next 14. I know we had some young guys look good, and that was great, and it gives a bigger role for Barrett Hayton. What see what he can do, but I, Craig, I don't know where the offense is going to come from these next 14 games. I just don't know. Yeah, and I do. I think you're right that we're you know it. It's hard to judge this team with 10 guys out, but I do think we're going to see several more efforts like we saw tonight. I just, it, they're, they're trying to find themselves too, right? Uh, Nick Schmaltz talked about this the other day. You, you finally find chemistry with somebody and now you jumble the lines again. And I don't want to, I don't want to blame Barrett Hayton right now for, for one effort on the top line where he, he really didn't have it. He really didn't drive offense or do much. 
you, you need time to develop that sort of chemistry with your line mates, but is there any time and, and do they have even enough pieces to, to get anything done at this point? I'm not sure that they do. I think the end of the season might be a lot like the start of this season. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And you had also said that entering Friday's game, Arizona has 442 man games to injury or illness, which is sixth in the NHL. It's extremely high. If you read Craig's neutral zone the other day, you saw the laundry list of players who are injured and what their timeline is to come back. And frankly, no one is that close. The closest ones are a couple weeks away still, it seems like. Um, and we kind of went back and looked at the opening night roster to see who tonight in tonight's game was on the opening night roster. So this is the opening night roster. This is the graphic from the Arizona Coyotes. Every single one that scratched out is either traded or injured. Of the opening night roster, and then the star is Soderstrom because he's part of the team, but he's in Tucson. Only nine players from the opening night roster were in tonight's lineup. And you missed Ryan Dezingle. He's not scratched. Did I Smith forget to scratch you did, him? So it's actually eight. Okay. Good catch. Yep, I missed him. So eight players. Eight players from opening night. That's unbelievable. It, 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 it's I, I, honestly, I've never seen anything like it. You see, from year to year, you don't see eight players out of the lineup. You might see three or four change. This team changed how many? Fourteen to come into the season before this, and now of that fourteen that changed, now you're changing another eleven. Yeah, this is going to be a difficult stretch these next 14 games. It's going to be extremely different, difficult mentally, physically. It's going to be hard on the coaching staff. This is going to be hard. They're going to go against teams that are running for the playoffs in a lot of these games that need the points, and they're just not capable of competing right now. They just don't have the roster. They, I I don't know what this is going to look like. It's going to, well, I do know. It's going to look like it did the first 14. It's going to be hard. Yeah. So if you talk about the lottery and you talk about the draft and this is what they've been trying to do all season, maybe that's good news. Maybe it's a little unfortunate and you hate to have them go through this. But but I, I don't know how this team gets offense and wins right now. I just I don't see it. You used to say, well, Kraus will get something. You know, well, maybe Keller will get something. We you know Dezingle brought a spark because he brought some speed and they're just all nobody's there. Well, yeah, you even if you just pull up that list of injured players Kraus, fisher like chikrin Mosier, even Mosier yeah. was getting involved Mosier and Keller, chikrin are getting involved offensively like, right when he's getting they're and all the young players that you want to be a part of this team's future like even Mosier and um and keller we talked about it's like they're nowhere to be yeah it's hard seen. and you're expecting so it's a hard lot to tell us of emotional investment it puts a lot of weight on the shoulders of guys like michelli and carcone who you know three weeks ago weren't even there's no plan or expectation for them playing here. And then maybe there's a Jack McBain in the future. Uh, maybe oh, that yeah. happens in the, in the next 14 days. Yeah. The next guy to come back is going to be Andrew Ladd. He'll probably play on this next road trip, but it's, you know, it's Andrew Ladd. It's, it's not Clayton Keller or Lawson Krause or even a Christian Fisher or Jacob Chikrin. Uh, and then uh, to your point about the schedule, Petey, if you look at, I think it's their final 14 games. Now, 11 of those teams are either playoff teams or battling for a playoff spot. So those teams still have something to play for. You get Chicago twice, you get New Jersey. Other than that, it's a tough schedule the rest of the way. So there, yeah. there are not a lot of points left on the schedule for the Coyotes in the final month of the season. And even when you look at some of those teams, like a team like Carolina, 
that okay, Carolina's in the playoffs. They're not fighting, but they're fighting for home ice through yep. the entire playoffs. Like it's when you get in those later rounds in the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final, home ice is massive. So these teams need to win. You've got Dallas. They've got to win to get in. Minnesota's trying to get home ice for that first round because they've struggled against teams like St. Louis. You know, we talked about yep. teams not doing well against other teams. Minnesota struggles against St. Louis. So I tell you what, they're trying to win their damn game so they get in second place in, in the Central. But this is going to be such a difficult 14 days. The good news. 14 games. Don't. 14 games, not days. I <laughs> keep win. saying days. 14 <laughs> days would be nicer. They should play 14 straight and just get it done with. Like, what's the difference? They play, play Vemelka all 14. <laughs> the good news is 14 games from now, four weeks from now, this is all over. Yeah. And then we'll be talking about ping pong balls and draft picks. And here's the truth. When a season like this is over, it's over. Like you don't by the summertime, it's not going to be. Oh my like, God! Oh, do you we, remember they, they got their lost five nothing to Anaheim no on April first. It's hey, they got the first or second pick. So, th- as painful as it is, is tonight, this will all go away in July if the ping pong balls fall in the right direction, and then it's all forgotten. And you go, this is all worth it. This was the freaking point. This is why we went through this pain because we've got Logan Cooley, Shane Wright. We've got one of these guys coming here. So I hope that people can handle the frustration and anger. And I think you can hear it in our voices. I think you can hear it in Craig, Leah. We hear it in our voices, and I'm sorry for being negative. I'm sorry. But come July, I hope it's elation and jumping for joy, and we'll have the band playing down Van Buren Street. I hope so. <laughs> But right now it's frustrating. And you'll be dancing because we I finally will. hit three thousand followers yeah. on. At oh Beach yeah, we soared past it today. We soared past yeah. it on the first month. Yes, thank you to everyone for that. What do you have planned, Petey? I I'm working on. It. I've been working on. I've got. Yeah, you know, he's been Arthur Murray. Up in I've been the taking dancing today. lessons. Modern hip hop at oh, Arthur God. Murray. Okay. <laughs> No, Petey's gonna pop and lock it. Little pop oh and lock. Oh my god! Follow the robot. Pop and lock it. It's a story for another day. And I do want to see the robot. Yeah. Oh you lord. You know what? Dave Vest can teach you the robot. He, he yeah. did it as well as anybody. Did I've he? Well, yeah. We got, oh god. We'll see what comes yeah, out. We don't know yet. We'll All see. right. Well, let's. We get done talking the about this. Yet. Yeah. Let's get time out this game over with. So let's pull up tonight by the numbers. Um, that five oh. 37 Ooh, shots pretty. on goal by the Ducks. Um, 0 for 4 on the power play, though, so I guess you could go ahead and say the Coyotes' penalty kill <laughs> was successful. Um, and PD side count, do you even have to ask? Yeah. I, <laughs> That's the most But here's the thing. This Anaheim Duck team has lost 11 games in a row, yeah. and they played their backup goalie. And they kicked the shit out of the Coyotes. Like, it wasn't close. They outshot them 37 to 22. They dominate everywhere except the fights. I got to give the fight the to Beagle. The fights, holy scrappy! He this gets whole the win. Game. He gets the win against Troy Terry. That was like the most energizing part of that whole game. Was what was that, that even about? Well, Zegers pokes the goalie. But Zegers yeah, pokes the goalie a little bit, and then he beats up Troy Terry. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I you know what? It's hard. I understand Beagle's frustration. I get it. He's going after. He's protecting Kojana. She gets poked at by Zegris. And I'll tell you what, Craig, both you and I have said this as goalies. Somebody scores a Zegris goal on you, you're pissed. Like yeah. that lacrosse. I talked to Brian Boucher about that and um, Rick DiPietro. I was having a conversation with them. They they both said, if someone does that to me, I'm going after them the next time they're in my crease. 
Because don't embarrass me like that. that. As a goalie, I agree with that. That's, that's don't embarrass me. Something. Like the next time, yeah, if they if they set up a screen, you know that vulnerable place on their Achilles tendon. That's where I'm going with my stick. Yeah, you want to so, do that to me? You want to embarrass me like that? I think that's – I do There's think there was a stick. part of that with that. I do. Um, and I think Beagle's frustration – That was Zegras. But Beagle, they're, they're, they're losing. He's frustrated. He's angry. He's protecting his goalie. And and after checking Zegras, then Troy Terry jumped on his back, and he took care of that. It big it, Usually it's a draw. That wasn't a draw. That's a, that's a win oh. for Beagle. He was ready for more. Like he was ready for more. Oh my god, he was going after anyone he could get his hands on. It was unbelievable. Taller was next in line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, and Carcone before before that whole curveball, yes. Carcone was getting into it. There was a lot of. I, I, I mean, I guess you can give the team credit for still being emotionally in it. What? But now, and we talk about the schedule. So tonight's what's Friday? Tomorrow morning they get up. They got to fly. They got to fly to Chicago tomorrow. And guess what? In the next 48 hours, they play two games. We'll play one of them. Oh, yeah. And we got to go. By the way, we're going to play St. Louis on the second night of a back-to-back. Let's pull up the schedule for next week. Because once again, just like there were four games played this week, there's also four games played next week. And look at It's like the same, except they get one extra day in the middle of the week. Just to push the... the good news for us is we could have shows at four in the afternoon. So that that's a I'll take that as a win. Also, these seven thirty the starts crew. are just yeah. BS. So a seven thirty start and then they have fights, which takes that took an extra ten minutes. Yeah. Good God. We gotta get to bed. But again, after the Blackhawk game, you got St. Louis, Vancouver, and Vegas all fighting for playoff position right now. But in some cases, like Vancouver trying to stay alive. But for that game, there's no way the Canucks are out of it yet. So they're still fighting for a playoff spot. All those t- all those games are going to be tough, and in, like you said, they're they're flying. They're going to play that first game in Chicago. The Blackhawks are not a good team, and they they like to cough up leads. But if if they don't get the win there, where do they get the win this week? Yeah, yeah. The, the winnable game for me. <laughs> although they they played well against Vancouver, that's at home. I mean, Vancouver is a much better team, especially this injury depleted Coyote team. The Chicago team. This is a team that expected to be in the playoffs at the beginning of the year. They've really, really, really struggled. They're still better than the Coyotes, and they're playing at home. Connor I, I, Garland has this game circled. Yeah. He has this game circled. Has Vancouver even play. been here yet? No, Vancouver this hasn't been here. This is their first game here. This is Vancouver's first time visiting? Yep. Wow. The I return even, of Garland. I didn't even and, think about that. And OEL. Yeah, it, it's... It is not a favorable schedule for the Coyotes. And to be honest, Craig, and this is going to sound awful, HK, like who cares? Like it, it, They literally just need to get through these 14 games. That's it. They just need to survive them. They've already lost their best player, their MVP of the season, gone. They've traded away so many assets. It's all about the draft. We should yep. just, The postgame show should be they lost again tonight. Let's talk about the draft. <laughs> That's what we should do for the next 14 shows. Because this, unfortunately, is going to be the theme. And I don't know without Keller in the lineup that they've got the... And, and I'll even say with Kraus and Fisher these and Chikrin. Like, these are people that are not just good on the ice. They're the people they need in the room. Like, they need that. That's the camaraderie. That's the glue. And, and Craig wrote the article on that middle core. The whole middle core is gone. <laughs> yeah, Smaltz is all that's left. Smaltz is left. So... Yeah. 
this is going to be incredibly hard. And I, I promise, what's the next game? Chicago on a Sunday. Yeah. I promise I will come with a better attitude on Sunday. It's okay. I said it here first. It's I'll been, come with a better attitude. It's been a attitude. tough week to, to follow the Coyotes. Um, yeah. But looking about to the, toward the future, by the way, if you haven't listened to our interview with Craig Button yet, he may have compared Shane Wright to Patrice Bergeron. So you can listen for yourself and get excited about the future um, wherever you get your podcasts, PHNX Coyotes. It's a really good interview, and he offers a lot of great insight on this year's draft class and a multitude of other topics. So be sure to check out that podcast if you haven't already. If you need a little bit of hope after what's been kind of a tough week, even in the one win of the week, it was a tough day. So there's just been a really, really tough go of it. Um for Coyotes fans and looking at the bottom of the standings now tied with 47 points uh, with Montreal with 47 points for 32nd and then Seattle is right there with 48 points all three have the same amount of games same number of games played so it's it's tight but like we just said it doesn't seem like there's a lot of wins on the calendar for the Coyotes but we will see yeah I don't know if there's going to be many wins for Seattle either Right now, I, I think they're kind of getting up against the same. They they went through guys at the trade deadline, so they depleted their lineup, not through injuries as much as they did through the trade deadline. But this is a team, again, they're going to face a lot of playoff teams too. Calgary, Winnipeg, Colorado, yeah. Minnesota, Dallas, Vancouver. That's Seattle's schedule. Yeah, their, their schedule is just as difficult. So I think those Yikes. are the two teams. Montreal, I, I still think there are teams in the East that are winnable games for Montreal. Um, so this may come down to Seattle and, and Arizona at the bottom. Hey, well, maybe we'll get season. another Terry Price update in two weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he might play this year, Craig. But I, I saw it on it's an April, interview. like the, the last games of the regular season are this month now. He might play. <laughs> what, what's the point? What's the point? Oi. Well, that is, like, just say it already, right? I, I don't need another update on Carey Price, who is now... I don't know, practicing for 35 minutes a day. Who cares at this point? Is he coming back or isn't he? Stop updating us. Just tell us yes or no. Yeah. Uh, Corey said, anyone see the April Fool's jokes about the Coyotes in Quebec hockey? Yes, that was the first two things I saw when I opened social media this morning. We, you know, and I'll, I hate to ruin the surprise for everybody. We talked about a multitude of <laughs> April Fool's jokes for the show tonight. But isn't this enough? Like. <laughs> Is it just, I mean, this is, do we need more? <laughs> no. I'm just so listening to Sean died. He's lose to a team that hasn't won in 11 games. Yeah, so right? it's, yeah, I mean, there it is. That's the There it is, April Fool's. <laughs> so, I, yeah, sorry for all those that tuned in looking for some shenanigans with Craig oh, Morgan. It's man. just not going to happen tonight. We did uh, have a couple. I did have a couple planned this morning, but, uh, you know. They were funny, but, man. They were. Just been a, what a week it's been. But what a week. <laughs> but it's almost, like, it's almost midnight. So, it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Well, um, this was also one of those nights where we're, we struggled to pick a king. king yeah. It was one of those where it's, like, pulling up the stat sheet thinking, uh. So, yeah. we went with Matias Michelli because he led the team in shots on goal tonight. Five shots. So Five shots. Oh, and typo in the name. That's okay, Sean. Um, <laughs> dash one. McCrelly is <laughs> also a hard name. <laughs> <laughs> Matias McCrelly. Maybe that's the April it. Fool's joke. Close enough. Just yeah. this yeah. Uh, April Fool's. <laughs> His name is actually <laughs> Matias Michelli. But the pod wouldn't have 
Yeah, on the audio, they wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, sorry. But this was Craig, out. and you, Craig wasn't in studio today, so we didn't know. We did talk about pulling names out of a hat. We talked about <laughs> flipping coins. It was another one vote. of those nights. I had my own vote. I voted for the Los Yotes uh, warm-up jerseys. The Los yes. Yotes warm-up jerseys were incredible. They were fire. Yeah, they Those were just, amazing. They were pretty nice. If if they well, could have been our king, they would have they been. been. So they get an honorable mention as king of the game. For sure. Yeah. Are you, are you guys... Uh, oh, sorry, Craig. What were you going to say? Nothing, actually. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just sums it up. There you go. Um, are you guys watching the final four tomorrow? Yeah, well... Did you watch it tonight with Connecticut? The women's the final four? Yeah. That girl from Minnesota, money. My hometown <laughs> yeah, girl. The end of that game was sloppy though. The end of that I did, game well, was sloppy. Well, one terrible. of us was working watching the hockey game, Craig. I didn't watch the end of the Connecticut game. <laughs> you know, I was watching several things. I was watching the Sun Show for a while too. PD so. can't multitask. I can't we know do that. this about him. <laughs> I can't pull up Twitter and watch the game. What are you I can't talking do it. about? What are you talking about? You can't multitask. Do you well, do you forget the photo that I published of you when I wrote the story? Yeah, maybe I can, but selectively multitasking. <laughs> That's a fair point. A selectively multitask. Yeah, but the Connecticut women's, I didn't see how it finished other than I know they won. And their MVP star player is from the home state of Minnesota. So Yeah, but I was pulling for Stanford to keep the Pac-12 alive in it. So, yeah. But is that how you do? And I, I, sorry to, to digress, but we've talked hockey enough. Do you root for the conference that the team that you root for is from? Or do you root against that team because they're your rival for the entire season? Like Stanford, we don't like in the Pac-12 because they're our rival for the it's entire year. It's hard for year. me because, like, if ASU, if like, I would cheer for an Arizona, even though sure. like, I'm programmed to hate ASU. Like, I we would cheer, root I would root for ASU, Fair but enough. I lean toward cheering against Stanford. I'm curious what Sean has to say, actually. Um, see, it's interesting now that I work here because prior I would say I, I as long as it's not Arizona, I will root against them. But now, like, it's it's good for business if Arizona's <laughs> successful. So I. I wow. as much as I hate them, like I, I kind of want, like I would have loved to see them lose in the national championship. That's a very mature answer. Um, I still that. want that. I don't want them to succeed, but I want them to, f- to succeed succeed as much as they can until it becomes detrimental to my emotions. That's an impressive, more you know. very mature. But answer. but and if it's the A, if it, we're talking Syracuse and the ACC, I hate everyone in the ACC except for Syracuse. So. And I bet, Craig, not to, again, off the rails again, I just have a hunch that Leo was talking about the NCAA Final Four because I bet there's a very good deal. I bet. Look at you. Oh, look at the segue. <laughs> GD is just, well, just trying to get this, pro. trying to move right it along here. Crack open a Perrier, he, he went into that segue. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, we tell you, tell you. Sparkling waters. <laughs> as soon as yours goes on sale at Costco, Craig, I'll be buying my Pellegrino. But for now... It's Perrier. Oh, my God. Well, while Sean's on the mic, Sean, let's go ahead and get your DraftKings pick of the week. All right. I'm going to stick with um, the Women's Final Four, the Women's National Championship game. Um, Paige Beckers, uh, the uh, woman from Minnesota, absolute baller. She is amazing. Um, Her UConn Huskies are going to be taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks and... um, Unfortunately, Petey, I think this is the end of the road for your, for your girl from Minnesota. That that team in South Carolina is unbelievable. Dawn Staley, their head coach, is amazing. Earlier today, she had a great quote that says, I like to look rich, which is <laughs> wow. relatable. And you know what makes you look real rich is a national championship ring. Um, so right now, the line is set at South Carolina minus four. I think they cover that easy. That team is an absolute wagon. Um 
and I, I think they 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 UConn will give them a, a, a contest because it is UConn, but I think I think when it's all said and done, uh, South Carolina will beat them by at least four points. All right, there you have it, Sean's DraftKings pick of the week. And by the way, the picks he's been giving out on the show Fire. have been amazing. Picks that I've been giving out on Sun Devils, terrible, because I did my pick of the week on Sun Devils today was Coyote's <laughs> Money Line. Uh, and Oopsie. I'll see how that went. But, you know, I'm just playing games because I know that if I pick it on the Money Line, or if I pick it on Sun Devils, the opposite will happen, and I'm embracing the tank. So okay, I like the attitude. Well, I would suggest following Sean's advice because he's been on a heater on Picks of the Week on the Coyote Show. And if you want to follow that, you can do so at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Existing customers can bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Let's move on from this game because I just, I think it's one to forget. And let's talk about some other games that have happened at Gila River Arena. And we are continuing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> woke me up again Did on my Twitter. See? No, I was doing Twitter. Oh, look, he's literally. Oh, you're trying to show us that you're multitasking. I'm multitasking. By being I'm doing my Twitter. I'm trying to catch up. Show? I everybody's wishing Craig to get better. Okay. I'm just reading all the well wishes. Well, oh my gosh. Well, it's true. Craig, so we're counting down the top ten moments at Hill River Arena. We're now on number eight because this was the eighth to last game, which Craig. So conveniently just decided you know not the today obviously that wasn't what happened so the number eight moment at Gila River Arena Martin Hansel scores at 929 of overtime to give the Phoenix Coyotes and that is true because they were the Phoenix Coyotes then unlike the ref tonight who called them the Phoenix Coyotes put that in the jar a 3-2 win over the Chicago Blackhawks in game one of their Western Conference quarterfinal series at Gila River Arena and it was Hansel's First goal since February 6th. And look at that. The whiteout in the background. 2012. Another time. Another time. It, it's a decade ago. I mean, this month, it's a decade ago. Ooh, that was like a PD level. Hey, look how small Mike Smith looks next to him. <laughs> yeah. Martin, and it's Martin funny. Hansel. Marty Hansel's not a big smiler. Not a guy that like smiles. Like his kid. <laughs> well, I Craig, I told you what him. I did. Because we haven't had PD's puck talk on the show in a long time. And oh, I wanted to go back and relive I... this memory. So I actually broke down the goal. And this is the goal. And it's halfway through the first overtime. And it starts with a faceoff in the offensive zone. And Marty Hansel wins the draw to fellow countryman Radoslav Klesla. Fires it wide of the net. When you thought, oh, no. Uh-oh. Missed the net. So go to the next one. Misses the net. Bounces off the boards. Right to the stick of Adriana Coyne, who we called the closer back then because he won five straight shootouts with a slap shot. Takes a shot from the point. And who is that in the shooting lane? I know Craig can't see probably from there. That's Patrick Patty Kane. <laughs> Patrick Kane in the shooting lane in overtime. Gets through Patrick Kane. That's person one. Puck gets by Patrick Kane. Former Coyote defenseman Sean O'Donnell in front of the net. 
You can see the puck just misses his foot, gets by him. And Marty Hansel is able to get a stick on it. He's covered by Nick Letty, who's still a big player in this league, and tips it right under the arms of Corey Crawford and into the net for the first wow. win of that playoff series in 2012. And look at the last shot. Standing room only. Gila River oh, Arena. Wow. And if you haven't just, seen like, the goal, chills go listen to the YouTube because the announcing on that is fantastic. And you hear the crowd go and you forget what that feels like. When you look at the crowd in Gila River tonight versus that, playing games in April back then with a whiteout crowd with games that mattered against a team that is two years removed from winning a Stanley Cup that still had Kane and Taves and Seabrook, and the list goes on and on. Keith was still on that team. That was one hell of a team. I got to say, Petey, as someone who's relatively new to the Coyotes fan base and hasn't seen that before, that was that was very magical. And maybe <laughs> I know. I feel like I was feel there. very excited for the potential of this. this Sean, team. Uh, <laughs> the 2012 I'll team. tell you this, Sean, and, and something interesting about that series, the first five games of that series, they played six. It was a six-game series. The Coyotes win it in Chicago. The first five games went to overtime. <laughs> Do you know what that's like to work for a team <laughs> when the first five freaking games go to overtime? Misery. You're out of your freaking mind with nerves. Like, you think you're nervous in here? And especially in the playoffs because it's like a full intermission. And a 20 yeah, it's minutes, 20 minutes. Like an extra it's five period. on five. Yeah. There's five in a row. Back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. Not fun for me either. Yeah. But but that entire postseason, it's not just, I mean, granted, it's the deepest the Coyotes ever gone, but there were so many great storylines in that postseason. It was incredible. That was the most fun I've had ever covering the Coyotes. And you know what, Craig, that series, and it's funny, they kicked off this, it's number eight in the countdown. It it kicked off, that was the first win of that long playoff run. And I tell you, that Chicago playoff series was absolutely magical because of what we said. They dominated most of those games. Like what we're seeing now with the Coyotes being outshot every night, that's what happened in this series. Like Mike Smith was making 35, 40 saves in those games, and they were getting to overtime, and you go, gosh, we shouldn't be in this game. Like, there's no way the Coyotes should be around in this. And they just found a way. And it just started to steamroll. And it built excitement. And I remember I had a mix, a, a, a musical song mix of dance tunes, which will probably break out on Sunday. <laughs> when you that do your dance? I would listen to on the way to the games. And I tell you what, I was getting myself so juiced like I was in the lineup. It was <laughs> so much fun and excitement to just be involved and be on the periphery of that. I hope that this Valley gets to experience that again. And I hope they get those playoff runs. And I hope this draft comes through because if if you get the, not just once in a decade, but if you're in the playoffs every single year and it becomes what you expect, this is what this is all about, following your sports and following your team. So I hope that this tank is worth it because that will be the best sports memory I've ever had of any team ever was the Arizona Coyotes beating the Chicago Blackhawks. Not to bring us too close down to earth again, but what <laughs> happens if we get to watch uh, playoff hockey in the ASU arena? I, I'm ready for it. Let's see it. 5,000 people, I'm in. Year three, I suppose that's a possibility. The next two years. Yeah. That would be electric. That would be electric. Because the 17,000 plus sold out, standing room only, whiteout is Healer Riverina and I was lucky enough to attend some of those. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So. And I tell you what, the Suns—that's playoff basketball—is right around the corner. 
and people that got involved with this and, and jumped on the bandwagon, like myself last year, I can't wait. That Suns crowd is absolutely amazing. And it's going to be so much fun. And not only do you follow it there, then you tune in after the games to see what these crazy guys down the hall have to talk about. Well, what better thing than sports? And that's what we do at PHNX. Right, Leah? Absolutely. Are you trying like I was you, trying to give it to you. Setting you up. me up for a PHNX. Yep. Uh, okay, check it off the list. Look at you. on it. You're on, you want to host? Go <laughs> for it. Check it off the list. Jeez. And we can't end it until oh, we do our man. PHNX reads. Okay, well, and we have one more thing to talk about after. I know. That. But, um, yes, become a member at gophnx.com. You can read all of Craig's incredible stories. You can get members deals on merchandise like the shirt I'm wearing, like the shirt is wearing like the shirt behind me as well the phnx locker has so much stuff including hats we finally launched hats which is super exciting so you want to get your hands on one of those and i don't know opening days next week maybe some stuff to do with that who knows i'm just gonna loosely put that out there but if you're a baseball fan you're gonna want to follow along so be sure to become a member today go phnx.com you want to become a part of the family you can join our members only discord lots of perks for becoming a member all right, our last topic, and we promised we would check back in on this because we mentioned it last week, but the Arizona Kachinas are at the national championships, mm-hmm. and we have some updates on how each of the three teams there are doing. So the on day one, the 14 under team beat the Snow King Junior Thunderbirds in a shootout 2-1, to one. 16 and under beat the Bay State Breakers from Massachusetts. From Massachusetts, three to two. The nineteen under team lost to San Diego Angels two to one. And then day two, fourteen under lost to the East Coast Wizards in a shootout three to two. Sixteen under beat Casco Bay um, two to one. And then the nineteen under team beat a team from New Jersey eight to one. So. That's 16 U team right now. There's a lot of winning teams on that list. So the the 14 U's is a win and an overtime loss. The 16 U's undefeated, and that's a team that went 19 and one during the regular season. The 16 U team is tough right now. The 19 U's had a few losses, but now they're one and one. And I tell you what, in this round robin, you have three games. You just you you gotta win two. Might be enough. If you win three, you're in to the next round. So let's hope the 16 U's can win one and. The 14 U's can get another one, and maybe we get three teams moving on to the next round. So we'll keep you posted on Sunday and kind of wrap it all up. Hopefully we have some pictures of the Kachinas, maybe some videos from some family members, and we'll give you a Kachina update on all these teams on Sunday. How about the 14 U's going shootouts on two straight games? That's unreal. Yeah. That can be excitement. Yeah. I And another Silva kid. Playoff Craig, hockey. did you know that? Yeah, the I Silva kid, he's got his son in the Nationals at the high school tournament, and his daughter's playing in this. Ashton's playing. Wow. So. It's amazing. Those Silva kids, they can play. That's awesome. All right. Well, any final thoughts from tonight? One thing I did forget to mention, it was Nick Ritchie's 400th game today. And Nick Schmaltz's 350th. Oh, really? And Nick Schmaltz's 350. So some milestone moments, probably not their crowning nights, but, you know, another. There's always Sunday. There's always Sunday against Chicago, who, as we've said, have not been great there. Did they lose tonight to Tampa, I believe? Yes, 5-2 lost tonight. So they are 3-6-2 in their last 11. But who knows, because Anaheim just lost 11 in a row and ended that streak tonight. So we will see. So any final thoughts from either of you? 
No, my Check it off the list. Can we see the punch card? Yeah, let's see the punch yeah. card. We're close. We're close. Oh, oh we're almost to that row. We missed the Connect Four tonight. So this upcoming week, we'll finish this row that we're on. Yep. Honestly, game one, I thought we'd never get here. <laughs> I really didn't. Like this, this is a daunting. Eighty-two games is daunting. Yep. It's a, it's a lot. And baseball, I don't know how they do it. One hundred sixty-two. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no oh, idea. What's that? I don't know why they do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this, it, the the end is nigh. So we'll see. Yep, we're almost there, um, but we will still be here for all of that. So be sure to follow along with us at PageNex underscore Coyotes on Twitter, PageNex Sports on YouTube. Like, uh, not like, but subs- yeah, like this video specifically because it helps us. And then subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you never miss a show. We will have post game shows for all of that, as well as additional live shows and by the way when the off season comes we're still going live just as much as we are right now just maybe not at 11 p.m on a friday night but we'll be live and still bringing con- coyotes content five days a week so you'll want to follow along it's a great time to become a member at gophnx.com it's a great time to follow phnx sports across all social platforms because it's not just coyotes it's sun's about to hit the playoffs it's d-back season about to start there's cardinals the NFL draft is coming up this month. Like, there's so much going on. So, it's a great time to follow PHNX Sports. Um, everyone, thanks for watching. We will be back Sunday for our post game show. Enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we will see you Sunday.